0: or take off. Greetings and salutations and welcome to another episode of Travel Heroes, a podcast with holiday extras and me, Lindsay Garvey-Jones. Today's guest is a huge character within the travel industry. I've known Danny for quite a long time now uh, when we, gosh, I knew you from when I worked at Training for Travel all those years ago. And as soon as he could, He was on a plane over to Gran Canaria when the green list was announced and everything else, and he was reporting back saying everything's amazing, he was giving us news and updates and how it was in the destination. And speaking of destinations, he's a massive supporter of Eurovision. That's a big tick in my book. And of course, football. Please let me introduce you to the head of memberships at ABTA, Mr. Danny Wayne. Hello. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Hi, Lindsay. Hi, everyone. It's great to, to be here and to be doing something positive.
0: I know. It's amazing. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. I was really thrilled and delighted when you said, yes, I can come on. And I thought, yes, winner. You can tell us all about your new role. What are you doing there? How long have you been there now?
1: Yeah, about eight or nine months now. And it's absolutely flown by. Yeah, really, really love it. It's great to be back in you know the travel
0: industry right in the heart of it. So what have you been up to? What's been on so, your plate?
1: Yeah, really working a lot with to members, so getting to know people, reconnecting with people that I know within the industry, Um, as you can imagine, doing a lot of listening and spending time with members and understanding the challenges within their specific businesses. So we all know what's been going on outside, but I think everyone's been going through this in different ways. signposting members to support and things like funding and um, just trying to help them get through the crisis really and I think the most important thing is being there uh, for people Mm. and we've all appreciated over the last sort of 15-16 months that times when people have picked up the phone where they've sent you a little whatsapp just checking in on you and I think that's really important.
0: What has been the common conversations that you've been having with members
1: um, that it's it's difficult. Everyone is going through this in their own way. And rightly, every person that you speak to feels like they are in the worst place. Um, but I think it's really shown the passion, the tenacity, the determination that people in the travel industry have because everyone is just determined to get through this, whatever it takes. And they can see that when we come out the other side, that there'll be a great opportunity for the business to bounce back and for them personally to get back to normal and get back to living their lives.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I think it's just been a united voice over the last month or so, which was very much held up by the, the Travel Day of Action, which, you know, I saw you at, I saw many ABTA members at as well. Why was it important to have that united front? Why did ABTA take control of that event? Because I know that there were different events happening, which were brought up by different people, you know, Graham Brett and Jill Waite, etc., What was the motivation around ABTA taking control of that and making it a proper event, which was ticketed, etc.? What was the rationale behind it?
1: Yeah, I think it's really important to have a clear and concise message right across the industry. And we've all been saying that for quite a period of time now. And I think that was something that the majority of people in the industry agreed on. And the media coverage that we've had from it, the number of MPs that have since spoken up for travel has really shown that that worked and, For me, I think ABTA acts as a unifier across the industry and can bring different organisations, different associations and businesses together. And that started with the Safe Future Travel Coalition and then moved on to this Travel Day of Action. And the impact that the day had with the visuals that you saw from across all the airports, Westminster, Holyrood, Stormont, and it was just so powerful and it was great to see everyone coming together. And putting your differences aside, putting your um, competitive nature aside, and just coming together to try and work for the, the future of the industry, really.
0: It was such a great day. It was fantastic to see a lot of people there. So many MPs, ones which have been in the news, were really championing that message and getting some cut through. What's your faith in that?
1: Yeah. Um, I really hope that it does happen. Uh, it's great to see so many people now on our side and speaking up for travel, being really vocal about the benefits of the travel industry rather than either not saying anything at all or giving us a hard time about um, the like climate change and different things that often travel gets blamed for. Um, so I think in the short term, hopefully that will then get some cut through with the financial support and being able to enable people to travel again but also i think it's good for the future and kind of longer term for the travel industry as well because we've never had this much engagement across the industry with mps uh, and that can only be a good thing for the
0: future yeah you're so right i think very much in agreement with you where before it was only ever about aviation every time somebody mentioned the travel industry yes aviation it's like it's much deeper than that so i think it's really helped i agree with you let's hope that that carries on and our ambassadors within our mps are really fighting our corner that would be awesome Danny, what do you think that the public's general perception is of ABTA and and what it does? Because I started way back in 1987. ABTA was huge. It was well respected. You know, you never went anywhere else. There wasn't, you know, online didn't exist. I'm really glad that I got brought up in those times in travel because, you, you know, you saw those old school days where there was queues around the corner and everybody had these sales days. ABTA was massive. Has it changed? If so, to what degree and what do you think the public think about Abta now?
1: Yeah, it's certainly changed as the industry has evolved and Abta has evolved and it's kind of um, yeah, developed as, a, as an organisation. The brand is still one of the best known brands in the, the travel industry and it's consistently rated as one of the most recognised trade associations through independent consumer research. Consumers, I think they do understand that ABTA stands for things like the support, protection and expertise, which is really fed through the membership. And that's why they look for the logo when they're looking to book a holiday. Um, They really want to be comfortable that they're booking with a credible travel business that's gone through things like the financial checks that ABTA does, that members adhere to the code of conduct. And so if something goes wrong, that there are some rules that will apply and that they're seeking to put with a travel professional as well, which is really key. And throughout the pandemic, we've been doing regular uh, pulse research as well on the brand. And it still stands up that people trust it. They feel reassured by it. And within the industry, there's a lot of work to do going forward to really build that trust with consumers right across the industry and all the issues that we've had with refunds and, Um, consumers not being able to travel and not being able to get hold of certain travel companies and all those kind of things Mm. that we're all going to have to work together to actually get consumers feeling comfortable again and confident.
0: Yes I agree with you on that one as well I think because most people's trays have been huge over the last 16 months and very much where the general public have been Writing into ABTA, emailing into ABTA to voice their opinions, their news, their views, or even complaints on how things were handled. I think the most frustrating thing about all of this is that nobody had been through anything like this before, had no blueprint or uh, manual, I guess, on how to go through a pandemic. And obviously, trying to get the public to understand that if you refunded everybody all of the time, there would be no business. Uh, How difficult was that message to get across, do you think, to consumers when they contacted you?
1: Yeah, it's certainly a difficult message. And it's one of those things that unless you really understand how the industry works, it is difficult to appreciate that. I think when you return something back to a shop and you get a refund for it, it's clear that you're handing something back and then you're getting the refund in return. When it comes to travel, there are so many different parts to the industry that you're having to pay out on deposits for different things and that's to secure the services for people when they go on holidays and in normal times it all works really well um but yeah during the the pandemic people have wanted the money back as quickly as possible and they want to be able to spend that money on something else or maybe have the security in their own bank and yeah there's certainly been challenges and i think from a an to perspective it's the kind of information that we've been giving to consumers has changed massively so rather than taking calls and helping customers that have maybe had problems on their holiday and they've got a complaint that they're struggling with probably earlier in the pandemic it was more to do with those that were struggling to get refunds and now that's really moved into like the claims handling and the actual refunds that abta is processing And we've refunded millions of pounds back to consumers from um, failed tour operators and agents and so on. And so that has really changed the work that we've got going on on a day-to-day basis. But ultimately, it's still ensuring that the customer has got that protection there. And if something goes wrong, that they'll get the support and they'll get their money back.
0: Yes. Feels good to have you around. Thanks, Danny. Um, How did ABTA support their members over the pandemic? How did ABTA cope itself? You know, you and the team, everybody there. What did you do?
1: Yeah, so there's definitely been more engagement than ever before. So we've had to be agile, moved all of the events online, of course. We introduced things like the fortnightly member conference calls and monthly business support webinars in addition to all of the updates via email and social media that people read, but it just makes it a bit more of a, I think, a two-way communication. So members can ask questions, they can get answers back. And of course, the situation has been shifting around so much as well. So some of the the complexities that we've had to deal with are just so difficult. Um, Adter spent lots of time lobbying on behalf of members, representing the industry's views in the media, and has been on TV and in the press far more than any year before it, that's for sure. Um, And working very closely with the destinations as well. So operational support, and I know people haven't been able to travel as much, but because there's been so many changes with things to do with tests and to do with traffic lights and what destinations expect as well of travelers, that there's an important role there that we're sharing information and that is, Again, another two-way conversation between Abtor and members because we have companies where they've got teams on the ground in resort. And so we're sharing intelligence with each other. And then that benefits the wider membership. Um, And yeah, from a personal perspective, I mean, starting a job during the pandemic. So I hadn't met my team. We've been getting to know each other virtually. You don't even know how tall one another is until you actually come (laughs) face-to-face in a room. So that's been a challenge and building those relationships. And it's been a learning curve for all of us. But, you know, we're getting there now. It feels like the light is definitely getting closer. And... Can't wait for the future to
0: come. No, I think we're all in agreement on that. We just can't wait to get more planes in the sky and get more people away on breaks, adventures and trips that they so deserve, that they've been waiting for you know, a year and a half or really, especially when you're visiting friends and family, people haven't seen newborns, they're desperate to see parents and relatives that they haven't seen. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit really mm. here because I don't think people know the depth of APTA. You know, you were talking just then about, you know, there's people on the ground in destinations that you liaise with, that you get news from, and that's all very collaborative where you can liaise with members and, and share with them. I don't think everybody knows how deep ABTA is and how wide it is and, and who's, whose lives it actually touches that way. And I think that there was a call for ABTA last year to very much get involved and people feel like it might have been too late that ABTA got involved in lobbying government and really showing their their force really as a regulator, as as an association for the industry. What's your view on that?
1: Yeah, I think for me, it was one of the big pulls for joining Abta is because it's a brand that I know well and that I really believe in. And I wanted to be part of that and to try and help make a difference and particularly for the future. I think it's really important that we communicate with not only members, but also the wider travel industry. And certainly one thing that's become clear to me since I've started working at Abta is that everyone in the industry has an opinion on Abta. Whether that is positive or negative, everyone, there's a lot of love out there for it. And it's like we're a a family member. So there's a lot of affection. And it's right what you say about there's maybe not that understanding as to all of the different facets that we have. So I think going forward, it's very much about having more of a a two-way communication. We can do that through different mediums now, things like social media, as well as the usual kind of face-to-face meetings um but yeah really bringing the industry together and having everyone feel like that they're buying into it i think is really key for the future
0: yes you're right as with any relationship i think communication is key you know you've got to be able to liaise between each other and tell each other honestly what's going on so Amazing, thanks for that, Danny. What's the main challenge though for ABT right now? What's on the agenda? Because uh, I was talking to uh, Gemma Antrobus recently and we were talking about the, the huge worry, the enormous worry of credit note refunds because people are gonna start spending those again. So again, you know, the money that was first in has been refunded on a note, and they're going to spend on something new, and they're not going to see that money again. So, you know, there is that worry as well. So what is the main challenge, do you think, for ABTA and its members?
1: Yeah, it's really to enable consumers to travel safely, and to help give them the confidence to travel, as well as really important. So That could be the lobbying work that we're doing to open up the outbound market safely. So speaking to the government and trying to make it as easy as possible for people from the UK to travel, Uh, working with our members to raise awareness through the media and sharing the knowledge through their teams as well and engaging with them so that they have the confidence to talk to their consumers, giving them the information through things like the destination guides and traffic light updates and um, things to do with testing, then It's also around collaborating with the destinations overseas so that once you have holidaymakers actually traveling to the destination, what's the experience going to be like? Are they going to be able to go through passport control really easy? Because Brexit's happened now as well. That's something that kind of we haven't maybe fully seen the impact of. Um, You've then got the QR codes, the health forms that have been introduced by countries, temperature checks, and all of these additional kind of frictions that could happen as you're passing through airports and so on. So trying to um, make that as easy as possible for people to understand, prepare them for it as well, so that when they get to resort, that they know what to expect. Wearing masks, not wearing masks. Is that something that people are, are comfortable with now? And so just making sure that when they get on holiday, that they still have the most amazing experience, even if it is different to before. And then I think beyond that, it's really about getting back to doing what ABTA does and what we should be doing, which is supporting our members to ensure that they have a sustainable and successful business going forward. So everyone's had their own challenges in different ways. You've got a real scar on the industry that COVID has made, and that's on a lot of businesses as well. And Whether you've received grants, if you haven't been able to receive grants, whether you've taken a loan, whether you've had staff on furlough, all of these different things and much more has had massive impacts on members' businesses. Um, Aside from that, we've got new startups as well coming into the industry. There are going to be so many opportunities for new companies going forward, and I'm sure there'll be different business models that come into that as well. So that part of it is really exciting. And I think it's only now as we're starting to get to the summer, um, we're starting to get some positive signs from government about opening up travel. It feels like that excitement is really starting to come back into the industry.
0: Yeah, of course it does. What's your view on that? What's your view on that status quo? The next announcement that we are kind of waiting for
1: that's it we've certainly managed our own expectations as we've got further into this that's for sure Um, yeah for me it's about the government has to be open and transparent with the data because it doesn't feel like there are uh, very logical decisions that have been made until now Um, make as many destinations green as possible and when I say as possible that means as is safe to do so so we're not being reckless about this I think recognizing fully vaccinated people are less risk, and therefore they shouldn't have to quarantine or test. And that goes for the outbound travel, but also when they return. And you know, for a few weeks ago, I went to Gran Canaria, and it was absolutely fantastic. It was on the amber list. We got to the point where we made this decision of if that flight goes, we are going on this holiday because we just need one. You know, it's been eighteen months since we'd had a break. And when you get there, there are just so many mitigations in place and the destination's taking it so seriously to ensure that you have a great time. Um, you, you've got hand sanitizers, as you're walking into the bars. We did need to wear masks when we were out and about, but Spain has since removed that, which is I think for the experience of a consumer is fantastic. Um, and the conversations we were having with other people that were there on holiday, they were from the rest of Europe. They were. The only Brits that we spoke to were expats that lived there, which for me was really sad. But all of the other people that we spoke to, whether from Holland, whether from Germany, Scandinavia, and so on, they just kept asking the question why aren't there more people from the UK here? We can't understand. We can see that your vaccine program is doing so well and we read about it in the press. So, where are all the the holidaymakers? And that's what we've got to get back to and get people on holiday.
0: So when you're out in resort, they're over the moon to see you, of course, and, you know, people are asking these questions. What do you think a holiday means to the British public? What is, what does it mean to
1: me? I think it, it, it really does mean a lot to people now. I think in the past, it was something that was a nice to have, whereas nowadays it's a must have having that break and we're all more connected than we've ever been as far as social media is concerned and mobile phones and we're all consuming information 24 7 it's really hard to switch off and holidays do give you that opportunity you know stick your mobile phone in the safe and go out for a walk or go and chill by the pool and you can relax and that's what people want to to get back to but then also it's about getting together as family and friends. It's about spending that time with your grandparents and grandkids as well that you're never going to be able to replicate. It's about um, having big wedding holidays, which is something that you know, I'm very familiar with. And those big life experiences that people just love to have and want to share with others. And from a travel industry perspective, it's about doing what we do best and it's making dreams come true.
0: I've said that from day one, always. We're dream makers, you know. It's it's people yeah. who are traveling abroad to see friends and family. It's people who are going off on business trips, you know. I'm desperate for the UK, US sector to open up so people can start doing business again. I think with the government as well, there's a little bit of, um, there's a chance of them having FOMO because you can almost see them watching other people enjoy back to business, back to holidays, and I'm wondering whether or not there might be a sentiment of we need to get out there because they don't want to be last. Because, you know, I remember Sophie saying, Sophie Griffiths from TTG, saying that it's a very popularist government. You know, they want to be seen as popular and making the right decisions and being at the fore and making things happen first, where it seems that we're very much one of the last countries to start opening up. So let's hope. Yeah. Fingers crossed, Danny. So,
1: so. Yeah. And I do feel like we've been sacrificed up until this point that, If they allowed everyone to go traveling and go and have a great time on holiday and we're all sharing our photographs with everyone, Mm. then it kind of goes against what they've been telling us to be doing back at home and wearing your masks and staying at home and working from home. And so I can see from that perspective of communication that but when everything's been so upside down and the miscommunication that we've experienced, it just feels unfair.
0: It does feel unfair, balanced with it has to be safe, it has to be right. Like you said earlier, we can't be seen to be reckless in our behavior in just opening everything up. But I think one thing is for sure is that the travel industry will bounce back 10 million times harder than it ever has done just because people are so desperate to have that relaxation, meet up again with people, and just immerse themselves in a different culture. So Absolutely amazing. Now, one last question that I must ask you. Um, Holiday extras are going to whisk you off to their very own private island. It's five star. It's all inclusive. You want for nothing, but you can't take another human being with you. What three things can you not live without, Danny Wayne?
1: Oh, it would be music for sure. I need on
0: your Spotify playlist.
1: Yeah, lots of cheesy stuff. Dance, a bit of Motown on there, that's for sure. So I'll be boogieing by myself. Um, probably some rum as well. I like to be chilling okay. on a nice island with some rum. Don't really mind too much what the the mixers would be. Um, and then the third thing, probably just some sunglasses so I can chill and, yeah. Nice.
0: A lovely time.
1: But, yeah, I can't wait to come on this trip. <laughs>
0: Is the best trip, I promise you. Danny Wayne, thank you so much for giving up your time today to talk to us. I'm sure that our listeners have found a lot of interesting things that you've said there. It's really great as well to get to know you better in your new role and find out what ABTA are doing and, and how they coped as well. So thank you so, so much.
1: Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot for having me Lindsey
0: thank you and thank you again as well to you our lovely listeners for hanging out with us and we hope that you're enjoying the flight so to speak uh, buckle up we've got some really big interviews on the way in next season as well but as always if there's a topic that you'd like us to cover or if there's a person who you would like us to interview then please drop me a line at lindsay.garvie-jones at But until next time, look after yourselves and we will be seeing you soon. Ta-ta. On behalf of the flight crew, thank you for flying with us and have a pleasant stay.
1: Travel Heroes is a podcast by Holiday Extras. Less hassle, more holiday.